Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, listeners. Oh, this is Katie, by the way. This is Sam. And we are so excited. With excitement right now. Yes, we had to play a little bit of creepy music at the beginning. You know, change it up a little for the holiday. <laughs> for the my favorite holiday of the year. Legit. True story. It's probably my, it's one of my favorites. It's up there. It's a good time. Oh, I just love it so much. Like, it really makes me so excited. Like, when I see, like, all the Halloween costumes and, like, the Halloween movie specials on, like, Netflix or who, wherever, I'm just like, oh, my God. I just want to watch all the Halloween movies and make candy apples and dress up and be scared. I don't know why. It's just so I don't fun. Know. I love it, too. It's great. <laughs> and the fact that this episode is going to be released, published, released, I don't know what you would say, dropped um, on Halloween is so exciting to me. <laughs> I know you guys are like... What a loser, but I just am so excited for Halloween. By the way, Katie. Yes. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? Oh, you're going to be disappointed in me. I don't even have a costume this year. <gasps> I know. Guys, Katie always has the best costume. I, like, I look forward to seeing them on social media. I know I usually have like multiple costumes and go to different parties but I didn't this year so no costume for me but are you gonna dress up at all I know I'm I'm such a hypocrite I'm like god Katie why don't you have a costume (laughs) um I don't think I will I might be spontaneous but I mean I have to work during the day on Thursday and then I am having dinner with the lovely Karen and Allie and our my other friend Elle and uh, my boy, but none of them are dressing up, so <laughs> well, I probably won't. If anything, I might just put on, like, fake eyelashes and dark purple black lipstick and call it a costume. I don't know. Yeah, you can be a witch, as usual. Yeah, I was a witch last year. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to for many years now. I've been wanting to dress up as a Mormon missionary for <laughs> Halloween, but I haven't done that yet. And I've also, uh, I've seen, I think I saw it on maybe Reddit, but someone dressed up as a Book of Mormon, like just with a cardboard <laughs> sheet and a written Book of Mormon on it. I thought that would be pretty funny, but yeah, I haven't done any of those. <laughs> those oh really my god, costumes. that would be hilarious if. I had, like, a missionary tag, I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. a heartbeat. But I don't have a fucking tag. Like, I don't even know how I would get one of those or, like, make it. I don't know. But that would be hilarious. Also, I, f- I feel like it would be wasted in Europe, though, because people would be like, who are you? What are you doing? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> unless you're a guy missionary, like an elder, because that's recognized now from the musical, but, like, as a sister missionary, people would be like, huh? Yeah, don't get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do we have any updates before people start yelling at us vicariously, like, through their earbuds? (laughs) Stop talking so much. Quit chatting. Get to the topic. That's my impersonation of Charles. Just kidding. Beautiful. I know. It's the best. I don't have any announcements. I'm good if we just get started. Yeah, I don't think we have anything other than, as usual, thanks for support and thanks, shout out to our Patreons and those who are liking us. Guys, oh, that is kind of big news. We almost have 60,000 listens. Yeah, that's something we never thought would happen. So, (laughs) thank you. So, thank you all. That's all my kisses I'm giving you. Um, Okay, let's get to the topic before people get mad. It is. Are you guys ready for it? Because it's so original. It's Halloween. (laughs) You couldn't tell. (laughs) Halloween. Spooky. But 
I do want to point out that Katie, as usual, did research because she always does. And you've got, <laughs> I did research too. That that shows you how excited I am about Halloween. That you I legit- have proven your intense love for Halloween. And I am so, you guys, I don't know what she has prepared. So I'm even more excited because this is just going to be, I'm, I'm going to be hearing it along with you all. So I'm. Same for me. I don't know what Katie's prepared. So it's like a little, (laughs) it's like a little surprise that I'm just so giddy and excited about. Oh my God. Okay. Who, who should go first? You. I want to hear what you (laughs) But I feel like it's not going to be as long. So that's good that you're going last because I, after I realized how much I like wrote notes, I was like, oh, that really isn't that much. And (laughs) I don't know how I can make some of these connections, but okay. So I, I was thinking about Halloween and I I couldn't really find like there was, there wasn't a lot that was connected straight to Mormonism, but I was thinking more of the angle of like Christianity in general. So like Halloween and you know, why, why is it celebrated? Which I didn't research. So don't get excited. But more the link between like some of the <laughs> costumes that we <laughs> that we wear and like I just love how you said don't get excited because <laughs> <laughs> this is like my thought process. But then I'm so lazy that I just like skipped all of the middle stuff and went straight to like what I actually wanted to research instead of the background behind it. Um, no, it's so amazing. yeah, so I was thinking of like costumes and then how like Christians we'll still celebrate Halloween, but obviously, I mean, not obvious, but well, kind of, it's not like a Christian celebration. Like it's not based on principles of Christianity. And so like how, how it even began, blah, blah, blah. And, um, also a little bit related to like Mormonism because Katie and I talked about this before when we were deciding on the topic, but like how Mormons don't wear masks for Halloween. Yeah. Um, Like that's like you can dress up and, you know, as long as you're modest, but also you can just like be whatever you want, but you can't wear masks. And I thought like, that's so bizarre. Why, why can't you wear masks? But again, I didn't research that part. So I really hope Katie did. Um, If not, I want to do a quick Google search. Don't worry. I Uh, got you. I got you. (laughs) I knew it. I was like, Katie will have my back. She'll have my back. (laughs) So all of that to say. I picked witches. Yay! Oh, I'm so happy because when I was doing my research, I was I was looking into a lot of different things and I was like, oh, I want to talk about witches a little, but there was already a lot that I feel like I had found and I didn't want it to go too long. So I'm really glad you have witches because Yay! Well, maybe your information will line up because when I say I researched, you guys confession I listened to a podcast for four that five counts that counts so I feel like it counts and I'm going to give a shout out to this podcast this is one I just discovered and I I've only listened to one episode but I'm already hooked and now I'm embarrassed because I have to go look up the name because I can't remember it now um okay it's called you're dead to me mm, have you I've heard never- of it no Okay, so shout out. So all of my resources come from this podcast called You're Dead to Me. And a lot of it has to do with, so I get recommendations like on my Apple Music, like everyone does, based on like what I look up. Mm-hmm. And clearly my boyfriend is English because it's a lot of BBC stuff. And <laughs> this one is actually like a BBC radio uh, podcast. So it's, it is English humor. So if you don't like that, maybe you won't. But I think it's quite funny because it's very dry and crude and sarcastic and it's great. But it's a podcast <laughs> about history. So it's like not a boring one, but it's it's presenting history. Like each episode covers a topic in history. And it's actually super interesting. They do it in a way that you're just like, whoa, like I just had a whole hour lecture on history. And I'm like super curious and excited about it. Very cool. So, Highly suggest it. So the one I picked is called, let me just pull it up here, The Witch Craze. Mm, okay. 
So it doesn't talk about American, like, so it doesn't go into, like, Salem witch trials, but it's, like, before that. So before Puritans and everything. So, like, the actual origins of witches. Um, So this I thought was interesting. So based on what I understood from the podcast, which maybe the people who created it are like, this bitch does not understand anything (laughs) and she fucked it all up. But this is what I got out of my notes, which I wrote notes in this, um, was ideally, so it was just women who were herbalist, and I think that's, I'm pronouncing it correctly, yeah. basically who studied herbalology, is that a herb, herbology? Book of Murmur? Book of Murmur. I'm just so giddy, it's Halloween! Okay, sorry. So, wait, wow, the church is true. Wow, the church is true. <laughs> and so are witches. Um, so basically it was women who just studied herbs and were like fascinated by the practice of using herbal treatment for medication or whatnot. So nothing to do with any type of like satanic, like sat- satanic, that's not a word, satan. Yeah. Come on, man. English is hard when you live in a foreign country. It's hard. Um, it didn't have anything to do with that. But then later it did switch to this idea. Like, I, basically, when Christianity and everything like that, it kind of switched to this idea of witches giving their souls to the devil in return for more powers. Yeah, that was what the uh, the Christian narrative of witches, right? They labeled labeled them as that, even though I feel like most of the time they were maybe like midwives or women who gathered herbs and were able to make like tinctures and teas and help people when they were sick. But then uh, none of that was good enough for Christianity. And so they had to label them as like devil worshippers or devil. I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes I remember they would like say that the witches would like have sex with the devil to get power or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so that's another thing. So I'm just going to jump ahead because you brought that up. I'll I'll go back and do the other stuff. But that was the other thing is that they said that women um, obviously had sex with, with Satan, with Lucifer, to get these <laughs> powers. But it was interesting. They would, if it first started off, that they just had to kiss the anus <gasps> of Satan. What? Yeah, it was all about, so the the <laughs> woman comedian on this podcast, so it's like the historians, like two historians, and then usually a comedian, and they're all British, and she was like, of course a white man wrote this, because every woman just wants to have anal sex and kiss you on the anus, and blah, 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 which is so funny, because it was like, first steps, kissing Satan's anus, second step, having anal sex, like... What? Third, like, blah, blah. So it's all about, like, anuses, which no woman is like, mm, yum, 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 like, anus. Like, <laughs> clearly, it's a guy writing this. And then the third one was, like, it was so extreme. It was not only, it was no longer uh, a human anus, so not, like, Lucifer's or Satan's anus. It was a cat's anus. Oh, like, yeah. their black cat? Or, yeah, that's where the idea of a black cat originates from or something like that. I'm totally oh fucking with that. But goodness. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And I don't think I've heard the word anus said that many times in my <laughs> life ever. So we broke a record. <laughs> Me either. Oh. Wow. Just say it one more time. Um, yeah, so that's what it was. And then for that part where you're saying, like, to get power from Satan. So basically when they sold their soul to Satan, like, that was the next thing they had to do. And then this guy, Matthew Hopkins, which is, like, apparently a horrible, horrible person, he would say that if you had the mark of the devil, which I had heard about this before, like in in horror movies and stuff like that, when it's like someone who is a witch or you know worships worships Satan, they have like the mark of the devil, which is like a scratch or something like that. Yeah. That's how I always knew it to be, and especially like even 
I think we talked about this months and months ago, but when I was watching Sabrina, the teenage witch, that was also a thing. Like she has the mark of the devil and it's like a scratch or something like that. Mm. But this guy, Matthew Hopkins would say, so he would like accuse people of being witches, of women being witches. And then he would say, okay, if they have the mark of the devil, which he interpreted that as being moles or like skin Mm. tags or birthmarks. So pretty much anyone could have it. Yeah. So literally there's not, I don't think there is a human, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I've never met someone who doesn't have like a freckle or a mole or a skin tag or a birthmark or some skin uh, blemish, I guess you could say, I don't know, on their body. Yeah. So, and he, he thought, so his way of testing that was that if you had the mark of the devil, then you were insensitive to pain. Uh oh. So obviously, like I don't like where this is headed. Yeah. So he they would just like drive needles into these (gasps) spots to like test if they were a witch or not. And if they and if it hurt them, then they were like, okay, you're not a witch. Yeah. Exactly. And then another form, which you guys are probably all quite familiar with. So for witchcraft, they would do what's called. Oh, man, this. Damn it. (laughs) I think they just call it swimming, but I could be totally wrong. I didn't write down the actual term, but it's basically this idea that I think everyone who knows anything about witches like knows this because I remember being like, oh, yeah, I know this part, but I didn't realize it was this. So they would tie your hands and legs together and throw the women into the water. The idea was that. (laughs) It makes no sense. If they were righteous or like not a witch and whatever, then the water would you would just sink. You would die, basically. But if you were a witch, the idea was that the water represents the the water that you were baptized in. And because you're (laughs) evil and a witch, it would just like get you out. So you would just go flying through the air out of the water because the the holy water would be like, ah, evil, get out of here. <laughs> and of course that never happened. No, of course not. Like oh, so that's everyone so horrible. Died. Oh yeah. And then this is interesting again. Sorry you guys, you're probably like really bored, but I find this shit so fascinating. No, like great. it just keep it up. So interesting. Um it's obviously morbid but interesting. So, of course, this podcast is from, like, a UK perspective. So, they actually went in to say, like, how the tortures differed in England and Scotland or the executions, which I always, I was curious about that, too, because sometimes you see witches are burned, but some of them are, they're hanged. So, it's kind of like, which one? Um, Like, what's the difference? Which which one? Yeah, (laughs) which so, in Scotland, they would burn witches Ugh. because it's like heresy. They they saw the crime as heresy and not like you are a witch. It was more of like you're a traitor type thing. Ugh. And then in England, they would hang them because they would say it's a crime because you're doing something with magic. Oh, my God. Which was another good point that they brought up, which is linking it to the Christian, like, you know, the whole origins of this I never thought of before, is that most Christians say they don't believe in magic because it's just, like, the devil or whatever. So it's not, like, an actual (laughs) magic that you're performing or that it's not real. It's just you worshiping Satan. And, and so the Satan, like, gives this- you some power or something. Yeah. Sorry? Oh, I was just saying, it's just weird that, like, they would say that they wouldn't believe in magic, even though they believe in stuff like the devil giving you power. Like, it's just weird. Exactly, <laughs> which is what this podcast said, and I, I never made that connection before, but it was, like, so ridiculous back in that time that they would be like, oh, you're a witch and you practice magic. But they didn't believe, like, their beliefs in the Christian religion was that magic doesn't exist. So it was a bit like, but wait, if you don't believe in magic and it's just like Satan or whatever, then why are you condemning this person 
for a crime of magic. Like, it just doesn't... <laughs> I guess they just magic. associated magic with the devil, so that's how they made it into a crime, because they did think it was real, I guess, in the way of the devil, which makes no sense, because obviously these women who were just herbalists, maybe a lot of them didn't even believe in the devil, but, yeah. Ew. Gross. Yeah. It's weird. And then I'm going to quiz you because <gasps> I I'm, I didn't know this. And my mind was kind of, it was blown away. Although now I feel like I need to look up what the word is. So this is kind of awkward. <laughs> um, do, 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 yeah. Do, do, fuck. Do. <laughs> I can't remember if it was mo- most published or most purchased book what's the bible the bible's the number one published i would guess but i don't know for sure it could be guys i'm sorry you remember when i said i researched i really did but i just did my (laughs) notes that were like that don't make any sense at all um what is the most published book in the in the world okay yeah so it is the bible the Bible's the most published. Okay, that's what I would have guessed. The Bible is number one. And then... Oh, man. I can't two. find the name! Oh, hold on. <laughs> Super po- I can't give it away, though. Okay, let, while, while I'm looking this up, what is your guess? Listeners, what would be your guess for the second most popular or published read book of all time of all time yeah um I would guess something like the Quran or uh but I don't know what is it this book was written in 1400s is it like an anti-witch book ah I found it I'm so happy with myself (laughs) sorry (laughs) What is it? Yeah, so it is called, and I'm, I think it's Latin. I could be wrong. Malus Maleficarum. <gasps> I've heard of this. I didn't yeah. know that it was like that popular though, but I have heard of this before. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. So it's translated to Hammer of Witches. And wasn't it like a manual for like hunting witches and getting rid of them? Exactly. Yep. Oh, so so it was it was written by this German guy, of course, German. No offense to our German listeners, but really. Um, first published in German in 1487. So basically what this podcast was saying is that this guy, he wasn't a representative of the Church of England or of the they just say the church, which I'm assuming is Church of England. Um, could be wrong. Someone can correct me. Um or the Catholic Church, I don't know. One of those. Um, God, my boyfriend would be mortified. You guys, he's like <laughs> a historian, legit. So the fact that I'm butchering this so bad. Ugh. Um, so anyways, so he basically said that he was writing on behalf of the church, or, or insinuated. I don't think he actually said he was, but people read it as like, ah, he represents the church, and right. so this is what we need to do. So it basically started this whole witch hunt idea. Oh, yeah. Um, so everyone, so it tells you how to hunt the witch and, like, what to do, and yeah. That is um, so horrifying. It's disgusting. I, it's crazy to me. And it's all, like, obviously, like, gender-specific, so it's all, like, witches are more inclined um to be women like not men and like um basically all oh, this is another interesting thing that the historian pointed out which I never thought of so it is obviously the sexism is very apparent with this idea that it only could be women but you know mm-hmm. why so like basically witches were um as far opposite of what a woman was supposed to be because they were usually women who were postmenopausal. Right. And they were usually single and they still were single. Working. They yeah. were, they looked haggard and like they were always depicted as like, you know, looking ugly and haggard and old. And 
So it's opposite of a young woman who would be pregnant, who could bear children. Yeah. Yeah. They're no longer like valuable to society, which is a shitty thing, but that. Yeah. Which blows my mind. So I need to, I will do like a, um, a correction corner next week because it's driving me crazy that I can't, it's not saying that it's the second most, but unless this podcast is a liar, they said it was the second most, um, read or published behind the the Bible. Cause that was like the first thing that I wrote and I was like, Oh my God. Um, okay. So I'm just going to do two more facts and then I'm going to pass it on to you. So this is what I thought was very interesting as well. Even though most of the the witches that were hunted and persecuted were women, especially in Europe, like it was like 90 percent were or Mm -hmm. some number around the 90s were women who were persecuted and executed. But do you want to guess which country had 92 percent of witches who were men? Ooh. Because also I learned this podcast that witches, the name, the term, is not gender specific. Right, right. Which yeah. I always thought like a witch was a woman and a wizard was a man. But that's not true. Like a witch can be both a man and a woman. Um, what country has 92? Um, Sweden. Oh, you're kind of close. <laughs> um ish area it's iceland oh crazy wow yeah i tell you they're so progressive (laughs) (laughs) so progressive that's Um, fascinating okay so the only so two more facts and then i'll stop so this one i thought was interesting too king james the first i also i'm assuming i didn't double check this but That's where the Bible, like our version of the Bible. Like the King James version, yeah. Yeah, was during his time. Is this the same King James? I don't know which James it was under, but uh, let's just just speculate. Let's just go with it. If we're wrong, write it. I don't have time to Google it. I know absolutely fucking nothing, and I just talk (laughs) shit out of my ass. So I'm so sorry to listeners who are like, Literally listening to this podcast and double checking everything that I've said and probably like, not, no bitch. Nope. (laughs) She's not right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think it's the same one. I'm going to go with it because I think it's a good connection. I didn't realize that King James I wrote the book called Demonology. Oh, right. This is all flooding back to me now. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm like. If this is the same King James, which if it's not, I'll be so sad that the connection's not as, as cool anymore. But it's interesting to me that he would write or like we read the King James version of the Bible, but also he's very well known for writing this book, Demonology. Yeah, that would be a super cool connection. Yeah, because obviously the Mormon church, we don't read that. <laughs> <laughs> part of our uh, quadruple. Oh my god, it'd be it'd be cooler. No, just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, last thing which I was very interested in. So between 14th and 17th century, um, what number do you think like the number of witches who were executed in Europe? So <gasps> excluding America. So and this is over three centuries, you said. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. Is it in the uh five thousand? Ooh, ninety thousand. <gasps> I way underestimated that. Yeah. Oh, that's 90, so terrible. That's so many people that died for absolutely no reason. No it was reason. Because of re- it was because of religion was the reason. Yeah. A hundred percent. They and didn't for, like other like anyone who wasn't Christian practicing these whatever pagan rituals or just worshiping the earth. They're like, yeah. oh, you're obviously worshiping the devil. Let's kill you. Okay. Exactly. Ninety thousand. It's mental. And for those German listeners, I love you, but also I had to write this down. Half of that, like, so half of those executions were in German states. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. 
And I reckon it was because this guy who wrote that book was German. And so I'm sure the influence was much higher in German language, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't even imagine. Like, I've read some stuff about the witch hunts and everything. And it's just crazy how many people they killed. And I remember even reading that, like you were saying, a lot of times it was the older women that they would accuse of being a witch. But I've even heard of them. People, Someone would accuse a young woman if like they were jealous of her, like say um, a young woman was flirting with another woman's husband, she could just accuse that woman of being a witch and get her executed. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. What? That's Crazy actually way another, to live. <laughs> that's another like really fucked up point that I forgot to mention, but now that you said that. So there is this trial called Pendle Trial, I think. Again, guys, I'll do a correction corner next week. Um, where basically it was young went like very young girls would accuse sometimes even their family members like their mother of witchcraft like it was like very much in the family like maybe it wasn't this case in specific but I remember writing down like Pendle case or something like Pendle Hill or something like that again correction corner will happen next (laughs) week um but, yeah, in this podcast, they mentioned a few times, like, families turning on each other. So, young girls, like, accusing their mothers or sisters or whoever. Or, a lot of times, priests, like, Catholic priests would, like, whisper in someone's ear, like, oh, go accuse this person, blah, blah, blah. And then they would, and this person was, I don't remember, it was a specific case where a woman was almost executed until they found out that it was a Catholic priest, like whispering into the ears of women to like accuse this other woman of being a witch because he just thought she was evil or whatever. Um, But so luckily in that case though, they found out and they obviously didn't execute her and released her. And yeah, I mean, nothing was done to the priest, I don't think, but still like at least she wasn't executed just because he thought she should be. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's so crazy. And like you said, she, he thought they were evil or whatever, but if there is such a thing as evil, it would be how many people Christianity has killed because of things yeah. like this. Yeah. Because they think they're evil. And it's like, what in the fuck? Especially what blows my mind is like the, all these people, 90,000 people, and that's just a rough estimate. There are some scholars who would go as far as saying five million which is what they were saying but like roughly they can they can more closely estimate that it's 90,000 whereas the other ones are like some say you know five million some say a million some say whatever but from a scholar like the most accurate number they think it is is 90,000 but obviously it could be much much higher than that yeah I think like 90,000 people died just because they were different from you. Like, oh. did, I guarantee none of them, and maybe, I don't know, I can't say a certain number, but I'm sure they weren't causing any problems. They weren't dangerous. They weren't violent. They were just doing their own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different. And they were killed. Yeah. So bad. So sad. <clears throat> Anyways, sorry. That's witches, guys. And I dressed witches. up like a witch last year, and I've done it like 10,000 times in my life because I love witches. Me too. <laughs> I okay. thought I thought it was cute how many of you listeners wrote us and said that you wanted to be our third witch, the brunette witch in our trio. <laughs> oh my god, I know it warmed my heart. Guys, uh, everyone can be we our have third. A coven. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I researched a couple of things. Um I guess I can start by just a little overview of, like, where Halloween came from. Ooh, Um, good, because I didn't do that research, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I just have a couple notes here. Stop me whenever you want. Um, Okay, okay, so the Halloween Halloween custom of today are thought to have been influenced by folk customs and beliefs that come from, like, Celtic-speaking countries, which were, like... And they had pagan roots, which I think mm-hmm. we all know. Um, and Halloween, it was originally called uh, Samhain. Uh, it's, but it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And that is the first and most important of the four 
quarter days um, in medieval ga- on the medieval Gaelic calendar. And they celebrated it on the evening of October 31st through November 1st. And it's like, it marked the end of the harvest season for them and the beginning of winter. Oh. So um, it was seen as like a transitional time and they would honor like the harvest, give thanks for the harvest and prepare for the cold months and like, worship you know have like big bonfires to represent the sun to worship the sun to ask them you know the sun to still stay throughout the winter and I think they also they also believed that at this time the boundary between this world and the other realm whatever (laughs) if you will um it was like thinner and so they believed that like the spirits could more easily move (gasps) like into this world and like their ancestors that had passed away could come back and like visit them for a night. And so they would have dinners where they would honor their ancestors and like set a place at the table for their ancestors or leave, you know, offerings out for their ancestors as like a way to honor those who had gone before them. Wait, wait, sorry. Can I just, I made such an epiphany right now. I just had an epiphany. I didn't make one. Yes. So when you're talking about the belief that like, so what they used to believe in and like Mm -hmm. the two worlds being close together at this one point or whatever, I'm reading that book, um, His Dark Materials, which I've mentioned a few times. Uh And I literally just read the chapter last night, which I'm not giving it away, but they have, they have witches in, um, as part of their characters in this book. And they're just talking about that, like this idea that they believe in the realms meeting at there's like one point in time in a place where these two realms between like living and dead can can meet. So I wonder, (laughs) obviously, he got this from research clearly much better than mine, um, (laughs) which is interesting because now I'm like, oh, my God, now I can connect that to this book that I'm reading. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyone who hasn't read it, Katie, I think you'd love it. It's it's a really good, really good book. Anyway, I need continue. to get on it. <laughs> um, so then, I so that was basically what the ancient pagans did. And they did that for pretty much every season. It was all about giving things to the earth, remembering their ancestors, you know, treating the earth well. They worshipped the sun and the moon and all of those things for each season. And this was the one for the end of the harvest um but today's more like customs from halloween they came from like christian dogma and practices of christianity so um the catholic church had a holiday called all hallows day it was originally on may 13th um and yeah on may 13th they would honor the saints and pray for like recently people who had died recently and they would they would pray for them that they would like reach heaven and this was on may 13th every year but in the year 835 that date was officially switched to november 1st which is the same day as Samhain. and the person who changed that was pope gregory the fourth and the reason he did it was to make that that holiday an easy transition for converts. So basically, he wanted to put their day of honoring their dead on the same day as the pagans were honoring their dead because he want, you know, they were converting people to Christianity or basically killing them as you pointed out with the witches. So that's oh why my it got God, changed. This is so interesting. Okay, continue. Yeah, and so So the Halloween we celebrate today is on the evening before the Christian holy day of All Hallows Day, which is November 1st. But so so October 31st is All Hallows Eve, which then got translated into Halloween. So that's where the name comes from. Oh, my God. I knew. So my boy and I got into this argument because not argument, but debate because I was like, Halloween is not like it's called All Hallows Eve. And he was like. No, it's not like we can, and I was like trying to back it up by like in hocus pocus, that's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the um, I think like the Catholic official name for Halloween is All Hallows Eve, but 
it's been said so much over and over and over that it got changed to Halloween for just like secular people, you know? That's amazing. Okay. Um, so by the end of the 12th century, the, those two holy days of All Hallows Eve and All Hallows Day, they became like obligatory to celebrate across Europe, like because of the Christian, <laughs> they were taking over everything. And so then they started doing traditions like ringing church bells for like lost souls that were in hell and like people would dress in black and walk around the streets like ringing a bell and calling Christians to repentance because like that was the day that like they would mourn the souls that were going to hell and it so it started to get like more spooky um and so because and then they started um preaching well it, it probably was happening for a while but it was like believed that the souls of the departed in Catholicism they would like wander the earth and from that for that whole night until the next day and it pro- so it provided the bad souls the chance to like get vengeance on their enemies or like pull pranks so instead of just like honoring the dead it turned into this thing where they thought that like evil or mean spirits could come into this world and that's where it started to get like the creepy spooky Halloween vibes we know now which is it's funny that like it was the Christian world that introduced that instead of it wasn't the pagans at all that introduced the scariness of it (laughs) that is so interesting and so in order to like if someone was afraid and they really thought there was a bad soul that was going to come haunt them on that night, they would wear masks or costumes to like hide themselves from the evil souls, which is where dressing ah. up came from. Yeah. Um, so all of that was in like Europe and then Halloween moved over to the, to the States later on. But like the Puritans of new England, they, would not celebrate it. They had like a super strong opposition to it. I mean, they didn't even, as I we explained in our Chris, Christmas episode, they didn't even celebrate Christmas because they thought it was like from too much from paganism. Oh. Um, but it eventually spread, and now it's obviously like a major holiday here in the states, except for Jehovah's Witnesses. They do not celebrate it at all. Um. And some Christian, like other Christian religions don't celebrate it because they think it's associated with Satanism or paganism. Um, Or some Orthodox Jews don't celebrate it. And also Muslims don't celebrate it. Or most Muslims, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. So, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But something that's interesting to connect with witches is that... um, so oh, wait, there, sorry, can I jump in and say this before you go to witches? Yes, I yes. I made another connection, so yeah. sorry. No, you're so good. speaking of Halloween, because I, I've never researched this until now. <laughs> so when I first moved to Germany, I thought it was really weird that they didn't do, like, Halloween wasn't a thing. It's like, they're always like, oh, it's just like an American thing. It's not really popular here, blah, blah, blah. But they have this thing that's later on that they call carnival. Hmm. And it's not celebrated at Halloween. Like, it's a different thing. And, you know, European listeners, you can correct me, but I want to say it's in February that they do it. And, like, the little kids dress up. Like, everyone dresses up. And it's, like, Halloween. But it's this random month, and it's not October. So I always was like, oh, that's weird, but whatever. Me being ignorant was like, oh, that's really cool, but I don't know the history behind it. So I just Googled it to see if it was, like, the same thing. Uh-huh. Or the same concept if it was even Christian. And it's basically saying, like, people in Germany have been celebrating Carnival since the Middle Ages. Oh. And it's it dates back to what you were saying. But even before that, people performed heathen rituals at this time of year to celebrate the end of winter. Mm, so it yes. is like that. So it's saying, like, during Roman times, for instance, people along the Rhine, which is the river in Germany, celebrated a festival in honor of their wine god, Dionysus, in spring. Mm. And so, like, it's still part of that tradition. And then it's saying that, like, where it was Christianized, the heathen festival was integrated into the official church calendar and developed into what later became known as Carnival, which is a celebration that takes place six weeks before Easter. So, yeah, it it would make sense it's in February then. 
um, just before the period of fasting or Lent begins. So it means like the night before fasting. Basically, you fast during this time and have like you have the carnival and then you fast after that until Easter. So again, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like this idea that it came from like the heathen, pagan, whatever. And then Christians were like, oh, let's take that. Yeah. (laughs) In our advantage. And in the Americas, it was changed into like Halloween, obviously in Germany and maybe other parts of Europe. It was like, oh, let's do it before Easter. Yeah, because that's another, I think, around that February time, like you were saying, they celebrate the end of winter and the coming of spring. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Okay, sorry. Now we know. We know the two reasons for (laughs) Halloween and Carnival, which is same history and same thing with Christians just taking it over and making it into their own thing for conversions. Yep. Crazy. Um, okay. So I just had Tell a about little, witches. A little note Witch. on on witches, but it's just uh present day witches. So they might describe themselves as like a Wiccan or neo pagan or just a witch. Um so they don't technically celebrate Halloween as you'd say, but they still um, celebrate Samhain, which is cool. And so they'll have, they'll cook food and they'll honor their ancestors and they do all that cool stuff still. But it's, it's funny. Cause when you think of like witches or I know like the Wiccan religion gets a lot of flack from like Christianity, but of course they don't even believe in the devil or demons or anything like that and I think a lot of them don't even believe in like a literal god I mean I'm sure some of them do but it's more of just like a time to give thanks and to remember your ancestors which I thought was pretty cool oh that's so cool but that's really fucked on Christian's part and I say this because I used to think that that it was like oh if you're like into witchcraft or um what is the official name you just said Wiccan yeah, if you're Wiccan or, like, neo-pagan. Yeah. yeah, that you must be, like, you must worship Satan. And, like, <laughs> it's that's so totally silly. what I thought. Because there was a girl in my high school who was Wiccan. Is that uh-huh. the right way of saying it? Uh-huh. And I totally judged her. And, like, everyone who knew of it that were Christian judged her was like, oh, my God, she worships the devil, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sorry to this person if you're listening. I apologize for being a hater and completely ignorant of your beliefs because I was being brainwashed by Christian religion. So no, I was right. I was the exact same way. You were taught that it's creepy and they're worshiping the devil and they're scary. Um, and until I researched more into it, I was like, oh, they don't even believe in the devil. They just want to worship the earth and they're super eco-friendly and they have pretty crystals. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's so crazy. You know, like if, if any, any Christian friend of mine or family knew that I was even defending or like doing an episode about this, I, they would be mortified. I'm sure. Like, <gasps> Oh yeah. Especially so... your, your family from the conservative South as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And another but thing, just... I guess. What? Go ahead. Oh, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> whoop. Um, no, I, I was just going to say, it just goes to show that like, if you just ask questions and we're <laughs> in such a, if like you were us. allowed to research and not be yeah, afraid of everything. Research. Yeah, like, because they make you scared of it. So you don't even look into it. And then you have no idea what's actually happening in the real world. I, um, okay. And I think this relates. Um, so, and I didn't even know this until, like, I mean, it was probably a few years ago. But it's kind of along the same lines. Satanism. Most of the time, if someone is a Satanist, they do not even believe in Satan. And as a Mormon growing up, you're like taught that if someone is a Satanist or doing satanic stuff, that like they're probably mutilating babies and sacrificing animals and they're going to kill you or whatever. But when you look into Satanism, I'd say like the vast majority of them don't even believe in Satan because Satan is a Christian figure and they use it as like it's a symbol and they use it yeah. metaphorically as like kind of going against Christianity and taking back 
your own independence and they have I've actually read the Satanic Bible. It's really interesting. Um, but their rules are just basically about like don't do harm to others, like but still in, have an enjoyable, pleasurable life and like seek the most out of it that you can. And yeah, there are some crazy like people who I feel like would identify as a Satanist. I feel like wasn't it there was someone like Richard Ramirez who said he was a Satanist and he killed yeah. people. But like there are people who are Christians that kill people, so whatever. But I just thought that was interesting that like the word Satanism or satanic like shouldn't be scary, but it was always so scary to me. It was like the worst thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I anytime especially I think it's in my favorite murder, they do because it's it was very much an eighties thing. Oh yeah, like, satanic they, panic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was like this widespread fear of like, oh my God, if they're like um, practicing anything that's related to Satan or Satanism, that like they must be a killer, or evil, or whatever. And it was like this whole widespread panic or whatnot. But, and I believe, like, for, I mean, until I left the Mormon church and started even listening to that podcast, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like, I had no idea. Um, Me neither, and but all I knew was that I was, like, scared of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, terrified. Like, for me, it was the most frightening thing ever. And, like, my – so where I grow up, it's, like, obviously in the middle of nowhere, and we had a lot of woods on our property and stuff. And I remember as a kid – we were walking in the woods on our property and my brothers like started freaking out because they were like basically, I don't know what kind of symbols they were, but like stuff that you see out of like Blair Witch Project. Oh, and, uh-huh. like and yeah. like they made it out of like sticks and twigs and like pine straws, like for the, oh man, what's the star called? Oh, the pentagram. Tech- the pizzagram, yeah. yeah. So that was there, and my family was, like, freaking out. And I was terrified, Katie, because when they explained it to me, I was like, oh, my God, there's, oh, like, so much evil. And, like, I'm terrified. And now after hearing, like, I mean, again, I have no idea what the attention was of whoever did that in our woods or property. Maybe they were legit psychopath, like, you know, killers or whatnot. But for let's be most, honest, probably just, likely. like, I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was probably just like some teenagers who were exploring it in the 90s and were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And meant yeah. nothing by it. <laughs> no, no, it's it not like satanic. That, yeah. That instant like, oh, it's evil and like panic, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's it's very. Yeah. Entrenched in you to be afraid of things. Especially when you're afraid of the unknown. Just want to throw in my cliche there for the day. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So I know we're we're kind of running out of time, but I did want to say I'm going to go over that. um, So I found this article on LDS living that is that says what the church has said about Halloween. So this is where we know like what the rules are regarding Halloween as a Mormon. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay. So it says in the church's handbook, it states that that churches may not sponsor activities that involve wearing masks. So it's just like a hard and fast rule that you cannot wear a mask at a church ever. Um, and in addition, decorations for parties or or celebrations should be approved by the stake president, which is higher than the bishop. And you Ooh. can't put them in the chapel or on the outside of the building. Like, you have to keep them in that gym area of the, like, church, I guess. Or maybe in a couple other rooms. But oh, I thought, is that why they do trunk or treat? Is that why it's outside? Yeah, probably. I don't, I, I mean, I guess that, that makes sense. Um, and so there's a, there you have a quote from Quentin L. Cook. We just, he's our friend, just kidding, not. Um, so this is a quote uh, from an apostle explaining why Mormons are not allowed to wear masks. Okay, here we go. I do believe in our day when being anonymous is easier than ever. There are important principles involved in not wearing a mask and being true to the faith for which martyrs have perished. Oh. One, of your, 
One of your greatest protections against making bad choices is to not put on any mask of anonymity. If you ever find yourself wanting to put on a mask, please know it is a serious sign of danger and one of the adversary's tools to get you to do something you should not do. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that not the, like, craziest? It's just... Like what? You it's you like want to put what on a mask? Comic books are made from like Bat or Superman puts on glasses and all of a sudden he's Superman. Like <laughs> he's basically saying that if you wear a mask, you either turn completely evil or like Stan Lee interprets it like well he's Marvel, <laughs> but whatever. Like you become a masked hero and the church is like, no, you become a a criminal of a, a villain if you wear a mask. <laughs> Yeah, like you have no control over your actions and Satan's just going to control you if you're behind a mask. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they also said like that costumes, they shouldn't be too scary and you shouldn't have like blood looking makeup because it's too gory. And of course they cannot be like suggestive, which we know, like they have to be very honest. Um, And here's another funny quote. It says, church leaders have addressed some satanic practices associated with this time of year. Here's a quote from Boyd K. Packer. A warning. There is a dark side to spiritual things. In a moment of curiosity or reckless bravado, some teenagers have been tempted to toy with Satan worship. Don't you ever do that. Don't associate with those who do. And you have no idea of the danger. Leave it alone. And there are other foolish games and activities that are on that dark side. Leave them alone. I'm not kidding. There's exclamation points. In the oh, whole my thing. God. <laughs> it's just, like, so silly to me. But, yeah, they have all these other quotes from other apostles saying, like, you need to, like, the only way to stay safe is to stay away from things like, casting spells and black magic and stuff like that um yeah so that's where the no mask thing came from and you're supposed to keep it very wholesome and lighthearted and nothing too scary because apparently that causes the devil to come out and play (laughs) oh lord Also, I forgot. I wanted to research this, but I totally forgot. But you just reminded me of it with the whole mask thing. Do you know the origin behind, like, why missionaries can't swim? (laughs) Yes, Isn't it something like Satan has more control over you in water? Yep. Satan controls the water, according to Mormonism. And so that's why missionaries aren't allowed to swim. Ever. Even if they are on a mission in Hawaii, they can't go in the water. But you want to know what I think the real reason is? Is because they don't want missionaries at a beach or a pool seeing people in bathing suits. Exactly. You know that's the reason why. But they have to scare you into thinking that Satan is controlling the water. Like, it's total. It doesn't even make sense. Like, he's going to drown them. Why wouldn't God save them? God can save. Yeah, because apparently Satan has no rule over the earth. Like, he has no, like, God is the one who controls all the elements of the earth, I thought. So why why all of a sudden is the doctrine (laughs) changed so that Satan now has one of the four elements of the earth? Like, he's like, oh, okay, God's like, all right, I guess Satan, I'll give you, I'll give you water. You can be like Poseidon (laughs) slash Aquaman, I guess, like seriously instead of just having a rule they have to throw satan on there to scare you even more i just totally forgot about that rule because i remember i didn't know it growing up and so i heard like missionaries being like oh we can't swim and i was like what and then like finding out later it was because like satan controlled water and (laughs) y'all it's so it's so brainwashed and terrifying like this whole idea of fear that Whenever I would stay up past 12, when the Holy when the Holy Ghost went to bed, he's like, all right, bitch, I'm out. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> if I took a bath or a shower after that, and especially if I watched a horror movie or something scary, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to get it. 
because I'm in the water and it's past midnight and I watched a scary movie. Yeah, for real. I never put that together that in in the water past midnight is like double whammy. You're putting yourself out there for Satan possessing you. That's crazy. Plus the plus the scary movie because you're always told don't watch a movie that quote drives the spirit away, which I was thinking about how kind of hype like hypocritical and silly that sounds because they're talking about a ghost you don't want to scare (laughs) a ghost away from you like what What? (laughs) oh my god that's true I never thought of it that way but it's literally called the holy ghost I know the holy ghost one last thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap up have you ever played with a Ouija board No, I haven't. Me neither, because I don't know about you, but it was like hammered into me as a young child that those things were real. And if you played with one, you would open up the portals for demons to come get you. Like legit. Oh, yeah. So I still haven't to this day. I haven't. I haven't either, because I'm not going to lie. I'm still too scared, even though we just did a whole episode on how how all of this is bullshit. But it's still like. (laughs) It's too deeply ingrained. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. But I also remember because my my mom told me once that, like, my aunt, I think, like, played with one. And it was, like, really creepy. And my mom swore to never, ever be around something like that because it, I don't know. But, again, like, maybe my mom was just trying to tell me that to get me scared to never want to like and play with them or whatever or maybe it was like you know actually my boyfriend makes a good point because I he grew up atheist and he I always ask him like well how do you explain because he doesn't believe in ghosts doesn't believe in any of that stuff and it has no effect on him like none of it like because for him it's just very logical and it's not real and I'm like but but (laughs) so when I first like we first started dating, I would ask these questions because I was having those night terrors a lot and like really convincing, like I was convinced I was possessed and like, or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just be like so scared. Like I could not sleep and would have to sleep with the lights on type thing. Mm. And he was just like, what? Like what's going on? So we had these conversations and I would be like, yeah, but how do you explain like people getting possessed and like you see it on TV, like or you see recordings of it or people who actually witness it and, you know, aren't believers, but then they witness that and are like, oh, yeah, definitely like the person's possessed or it's a ghost or whatever. And I never thought about that. He's like, but, you know, your brain is like the most powerful or like part of your body. Basically. Oh, oh like, it has yeah. So it's much incredible. Control. Yeah. Over everything. And so it's just, you know, the scenario and how you're thinking, he explained it as like basically what those people are seeing. And I was like, yeah, but what if it's on TV? And he's like, everyone could. I mean, there's so many ways that you can fix things like that to make it seem like this. But also when you're actually experiencing it, your mind's already like convincing yourself of something else. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. because we just never think of it that way. And so, I don't know. It's interesting. And I think that's what happens with Ouija boards. I think when people play it, their brain just, like, interprets it how they've been taught to see it, you know? Girl, I have a little, I have something that I think you'd like to hear because I think you, you're you hitting it on the head. Um, oh, my God. Am I, like, a scholar? Do I redeem myself for my horrible history lesson? <laughs> you get an award. So there is a simple scientific explanation about how Ouija boards work. So the thing that powers the Ouija board is called the ideometer effect. And it's basically a way for your body to talk to itself. So it's it's an example of it's an unconscious involuntary movement. It's like we move even if we're not trying to move. So, for example, like if you've ever jerked yourself asleep like you know you wake up like and you're moving because your body was moving um that's like a more abrupt version of the ideometer effect it's like your brain signals your body to move without you you're not consciously aware of it happening Um, how do you spell that i'm trying to get a visual ideometer i-d-e-o-m-o-t-o-r 
idiometer. E-O-R. Um, and so it says here on this website, in the case of the Ouija board, your brain unconsciously creates images and memories when you ask the board questions. And then your body responds to your brain without your, your um, without you consciously telling it to do so. And it causes the muscles in your hands and arms to move the pointer to the answers that you unconsciously may want to receive. And they've done multiple scientific studies that have shown how this works. With the Ouija board test, like, they'll blindfold people, and when people are blindfolded, they don't get answers that make sense. But when they can see the board, they get answers that are, like, cohesive words. Because what? even if they're not trying, they don't, they're not consciously doing it, like, their, their muscles will still move because your brain is so powerful, it's moving even though you're not telling it to consciously. It's so bizarre, but really cool. Wow, that's that's so fat, and I'm not even. Wow, the church is true. <laughs> it's not that. It's um, my mind is kind of blown right now. Yeah. Um. So I found that really interesting, and after I read that, I was like, I actually kind of want to, you know, get a Ouija board now and see what, because it could almost be a form of like self-revelation. It's almost like a way of you know, uh, introspection, I guess, in a way, you ask a question, question and then you see what your subconscious tells you, because it's not ghosts, and it's not demons, but I thought that was another little interesting tidbit about Halloween. That's super interesting, it just shows, again, how powerful the mind is, and how, ah, wow, how much of a control it has on the way you see things, yeah, and the way you experience things, you know, for real, (laughs) Even though, because I'm not going to lie, throughout this whole episode, I've gotten the heebie-jeebies a few times and been like, I'm a little scared to sleep tonight. But then after hearing that, it's like, okay, right. Like, none of that shit's real. None of it's real. And you're not wearing a mask to bed, so you'll be fine. (laughs) 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 Or or maybe you do wear an eye mask. And then in that case, I cannot guarantee Satan. No, I was going to do a face mask, but not anymore. (laughs) gonna have dehydrated skin tomorrow because I'm not wearing a mask <laughs> well I think that about wraps it up do you have any final thoughts no that's it guys I'm sorry we went over but like I feel like it's okay it's a special episode a special edition it's like oh my god it's like the Simpsons tree it is awesome horror is yes she has you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch The Simpsons? Yeah, yeah, for real. Okay, yeah. You know how they always had the Halloween special, which was my favorite mm-hmm. of the year. <laughs> this is like our episode, you guys. So it's a little bit longer, but it's worth it. And it's just a special holiday edition. It's the pumpkin spice to your latte. Bye. Give me that PSL. <laughs> And all those candles, which I'm so sad that they don't sell the delicious, like, pumpkin spice, fall spice, delicious candles here. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I want it in my apartment right now. Um, Everyone, have a a happy Halloween and hope it's fun and spooky, but not too spooky. Because remember, Satan isn't real. You're fine. (laughs) not real. Have a lovely time. Dress your sluttiest. Make us proud. And uh, be safe. Yep. That's it. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.